you're traveling through another dimension. Next stop, Twilight Zone, the movie. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. Four years later, the trial is just beginning. At issue, who's responsible for three deaths on the Twilight Zone movie set? Lawyers for the film's director blame an explosives expert, but Sandy Kenyon reports prosecutors disagree. The trial got underway with two different accounts of how the tragedy occurred. The defense claimed a bizarre accident led to three deaths. The prosecution laid the blame on the filmmakers, accusing them of staging a dangerous stunt. Twilight Zone is a institution. Absolutely. I One of the first memories I have of TV is watching the Twilight Zone with my mom. Because there's there's different iterations over time. Yeah. Um, Marathons. There's a new Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele. You you could say Black Mirror is a a Twilight Zone. A Twilight Zone. Yeah. Did you know Roald Dahl had his own Twilight Zone? Oh, that'd be. It's very creepy. And you can even argue that a lot of uh, movies and television shows somewhat. Oh, that's like a Twilight Zone episode. Mm Pretty iconic. Yeah, it's in the lexicon. Everyone knows about it. Again, my mom is a huge fan. Maybe I'll make her listen to this. And it, it always will be. Yeah. But there is somewhat of a black mark on the Twilight Zone legacy. Mm-hmm. And where else would that take place but in the 1980s? Oh, hell yeah. Which people might say, you know, the Twilight Zone in the 1980s, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially what we're going to be talking about, Twilight Zone, the movie is probably the only thing you think of when you think about Twilight Zone, the movie, is the death oh, yeah. of Vic Morrow and two very young children. Yeah, wow. In a very horrific horrible, helicopter... Horrible. ...accident. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to be occupying the space of Indian Dunes mm-hmm. in Santa Clarita. Yeah. So right here... Um, right here in the, in, well, not right here, but in the valley. Yeah. And Santa so, Clarita is also known scratch. for a lot of West, Western, uh, a lot of yeah, Westerns were filmed Santa there. Santa Clarita Diet. It's very interesting. Yeah, Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> I want, I mean, I'm, go, I'm trying to keep it retro with the old school Westerns, but you're just like, I'll, I'll, that I'll Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, Twilight Zone, again, it's, the TV show went on for, God, 22 seasons. It was like Doctor Who. And then they made all these movie spinoffs. And I, I love when stuff like this happens. It's like Poltergeist too, where it's like you're flying too close to the sun with shows successes and then something happens and if you're like, and especially in this case, it's like, yeah, this makes sense that this horrible thing would happen. People are being horribly negligent. I'm going to tell you the origin for this one for I me. I can't wait. Now, this one is going to be a little bit, I mean, I don't know, it depends on who you ask, a little controversial mm-hmm. of how I'm bringing this up. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm familiar with, Everyone is familiar with Twilight Zone, the movie, and this particular part. It's a, it's an anthology, so there's four parts, four yeah. different directors. Uh, John Landis was directing this one, mm-hmm. and so you remember. I'm just want to give people a give kind them of, a, a, like a, a round, macro view. A, a macro view. Mm-hmm. Max Landis, yeah, the son of John Landis, has yes. gotten a lot of attention and press. Yes, he and has. not in a For good being way. A great guy. Gave no. a lot of money to charity. Mm-mm, no, opposite. Oh. 
and it's not for. I mean, he made. Uh, he wrote. And I don't know if he directed the movie Chronicle, which was good. Oh, yeah. I like that movie. Didn't see it. You didn't see it. Everything else that he's done uh, has not been like that great. Like yeah. he hasn't had a lot of success, and he's you know there's a bit of. He's in a, in a like a you know a dynasty of you know, I don't know how many other people, but when you're John Landis's son, yeah, doesn't hurt. You doesn't get to make a movie. Doesn't mean that he doesn't have talent, but he's kind of known, at least by the people that I like and respect and believe, a not good person. No, horrible. And you probably you'd you horrible know, yeah, person. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and listen, people listen. People and in Los Angeles are off even more too because it's like you you reek of entitlement. You're fucking John Landis's son and you you get to be humbled by that because that helps you out immensely but instead of being humbled you act no, like an entitled harassing manipulative horrific person from there I was you know doing you know you're doing some research and you're mm-hmm. like oh, you know I want to find a little bit more about this and someone on, was on Reddit and is like don't forget John Landis uh, because of John Landis two children were murdered mm-hmm and that's a very strong thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You went the, down the Max Landis rabbit hole, but someone was like, stop. John's a piece of shit too. I mean, let's argue here, which is worse. I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's yeah. it's not for me to say. No. But that's how I got here. That's how you got here. And it, it got me here to want to talk about this uh, because it's Twilight Zone is so iconic. Absolutely, the Twilight Zone, the movie is probably as far as things that came out is probably at the bottom. You know, it was yeah, didn't really even really do that well. No, um, and they John- never do. They they. I mean, let's yeah. be real. They never do with a show as giant as Twilight Zone. The movie is like another like cash shill for yeah. people to be like, Man, there's another way we can profit off of this. And the, you know, in the eighties. The early '80s. I mean, you know, they had some really great. You know, Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. you know, John Landis, and do making great stuff. They're making like, great, why, yeah. why, why can't this work? And maybe because it is too big budget. Maybe it is because it's on the big screen. We're just mm-hmm. seeing it on a small screen, yeah, a very small screen, out. and and it never really. And it's really only known mostly for that thing. Yeah, uh, Vic Morrow, who is the father of Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes. Yes, right? I'm right I, on that? I yeah, believe okay. so, yeah. Yes. And he was killed and uh, two young children were killed and it was the uh, the laws of children endangerment mm-hmm. were not, the, you know, the, the, they weren't, they didn't adhere to the things they needed to adhere to to keep mm-hmm. children safe. Yeah. You know. I mean, can you imagine in this day and age killing a grown man and two kids and the movie like still came out and was released and trying to bury that information now in 2019, that would be insane. I was, you know, I wanted some, I wanted more context and I wanted to kind of get a little bit. So I, I was looking, I just was wanted to look up the scenes Mm -hmm. from the movie, but really what they really kind of thrust upon you, at least when you're doing searches is the actual footage of the, and it's grainy and whatever. And here's the thing. So I start watching it. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I don't no, watch these things. I don't Jason. watch anything. And I literally stopped before I, like I got 10 seconds in and I was uh, like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. So, you know, he's running, he's got the children under each mm-hmm. arm. And I was like, I'm not participating in it. And it's, I'm not saying if you do that, I passing judgment. It's just, it's, there's, I'm not going to get anything out of it, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to kind of come at this with some kind of genuine, Feeling, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm not going to get that from this. No, well, I also think it's a good thing to mention too if people are listening to this and they want to revisit it to know that you will come across the actual footage and what you do with that totally is, up to you. Is no up judgment. To you. Uh, 
So there was a helicopter bombing in the in in the village in Vietnam, which mm-hmm. was interesting. That like you know, Mash uh, was in the um, like the Malibu Hill. They filmed Mash like in some kind hmm. of Malibu oh. hills or something like that. I think there are some still. I've been wanting to go see it. Just going. From where we are, going to Malibu is mm-hmm. a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's like an hour. It's like a different country. Yeah, Can but there is Neptune's still net though. There, uh, yeah, I've been there. There's, uh, there's uh, still some. I believe some still some structures from the show oh. still there is like part cool. of the thing. Let's go. But uh, Santa Clarita isn't. I feel I don't know, for some reason going to the valley for me is easier than going uh, west. Yeah. So you, the Indian Dunes uh, and plenty of other movies. I think maybe the Color Purple and some mm-hmm. other movies to replicate this was to replicate vietnam which mm-hmm. is great you know yeah better you know better than having to go to to vietnam like if you know or going to cambodia to film it or something like sure. that like so you're having like an apocalypse now mm-hmm. scenario where it's just like yeah, dangerous like and weather and, and visas and, and work shit and yeah. like the logistics of that just seems very complicated well you th- I, I feel like people might have had a better shot there than here because things just went really awry like really bad like even yeah. in an apocalypse now like no one was beheaded no you know what I mean? And yeah. for as as tough as that uh, that shoot was, there was a guy named Dorsey Wingo who's a real Vietnam vet, uh, veteran. He was there, kind of at the controls for this blowing it up for some kind of authenticity. But no one with experience working in the film or stunt work were there, so they had rehearsals. The explosives had kind of like uh, kind of terrified the dude, but he never told anyone. He's like, guys, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm having PTSD or, or I, I'm not qualified to do this. Yeah. You know, he just whatever. kept silent. But you're like, oh, we got a real Vietnam vet. He was there. That doesn't mean you're a technician of stunts and explosions. Oh. You know. Um, no. It's it's like, oh, you had a surgery once? <laughs> Operate on me. Yeah. it's It did not it did not uh, go well. The differences between real life and uh, like a construct, constructed, constructed situation uh, was kind of lost, and he, you know, Landis was kind of known as being, you know, super controlling, mm-hmm. yelling, screaming, demand, like very, very yeah, demanding. Like, I gotta get the shot. I'm John Landis. I, I need the shot. That. Like that auteur bullshit. Yeah. Thankfully, I feel like that's not as prevalent anymore. No. Like you actually have to be like a nice person to get jobs. Uh, who did I heard Huck- Huckabee's? Uh, who's the director of that? That oh um, shoot, I forget. I forget his name. His name escapes me right now. Yeah, somebody's probably saying it right now. The podcast. I know. They're like, ah. We yeah. hope. We hope like, someone is invested enough. Quentin Tarantino. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's right. John Landis was like, listen, I need the shot. Mm-hmm. There's there's money. The, everything's good, okay? Like, yeah. let's just do this. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anything. You know, so, the, you know, they did it up in this Indian Dunes. Great. Uh, so they started shooting July 23rd, 1982. Morrow, mm-hmm. uh, he had to pick up the children, one on each arm, got to wait across the river. Yeah. And he's pursued by the American soldiers. And this is yeah. kind of an anthology that kind of like connects to him. And he's now in this world. You mean you have to have to watch it, how it all kind of connects. Yeah. But he's ends up helping these Vietnamese children. Yeah. Um, and then so he's being running from the American soldiers uh, that were um, it was being flown by the Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. And the helicopter was stationed 25 feet from the ground, hovering near a mortar effect. There's explosions that were going off. Mm-hmm. But. It was just too much was happening. It was too just much, too yeah. much. Uh, you know, the uh, the guy, the Vietnam vet Wingo was just like, this is not safe. Yeah. Don't, don't so he, do this. He said that finally. He was yes, like, yes. hey, yo. Yeah. Well, he would kind of like testify it later, but um, 
you know, he's like, we got to get out. But Landis over the radio shouted, quote, get lower, lower, get over. So he wanted this helicopter, you know, directly, yeah. directly over them. He lost control of the helicopter because uh-huh. one of the rotors failed. And at the low height, it crashed into the water. Uh, Morrow had dropped Chen, which was one of the children at that moment, uh, was reaching out to grab her. The helicopter fell on top of them. Ugh. Morrow and Lee, the other child, were decapitated by the rollerblades and Chen was crushed to death. Oh, my God. Nobody reacted until Chen's mother was there. Oh my god! Can you imagine being a mom on set and and running over to this state of things and just encountering your your crushed child? This is even creepier. According to Morrow's friend, um, he says the last words of the actor before they did the scene was, "I've got to be crazy to do the shot. I should have asked for a double." And his lines in the scene, which he didn't get to say because yeah, he, he was died. decapitated. He's like, I'll keep you safe, kids. I promise. Nothing will hurt you. I oh. swear to God. Oh, my God. That is horrifying. Horrifying. This is hard. I mean, I honestly was in deep with this one. Yeah, like, it I was, can imagine. I was, I was in uh, deep. So uh, John Landis... You know, he listen, he was known Blues, blues Brothers, Trading Places, but this is Animal his, House. Like the blood is on John Landis's hands. Not according this. to John Landis. Oh, 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 interesting. Yeah, that that's very the interesting. The guy who birthed Max Landis? Not says, birthed him. He's but. like, if if I was so bad, how come I, I birthed my my Maxie? <laughs> my little Maxie. <laughs> Maxie. My Maxie. My saint. He's a saint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so many things. Like this person doesn't feel good about this. This person doesn't feel good about this. John Lannis being like, no, go do it. And, you know, it's, it's, I figure it's in 1983. And I was like, how, what is safety then? Like how much as, as, has film you progress? I mean, listen, accidents mm-hmm. happen on sets and yeah. it will. This one seemed to be very egregious and normally, and I mean. Fucking gruesome. Like this gruesome. is not someone gets like hit or whatever. This is not like the chaos of set. This is carefully orchestrated murder. You have a thing where. You wouldn't have children. Like, if this was a movie, you, there would be doubles or they would mm-hmm. cheat the thing out or yeah, the, have, like, the safety or be CGI yeah. or whatever the case would be. And this is what happened. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure the, the parents of the kids like, this is amazing. You're in a, you know, You're film. You're in a movie. How exciting. This is, this and is very, big, high profile. And I'm not putting any, any ownership on parents or whatever, but there is probably a little bit of my kids working to be a star for whatever reason. So there's just like a put, there's a little push in a lot of, of directions. Yeah, but I that's not enough to like I don't think that that contributed it, you know. Oh, how about this? Okay. If you were a mother of a child today, uh-huh. 2019, and there was a helicopter mm-hmm. look getting lowered over your kid and it's but it looks like it does in 1983 where you have a Vietnam vet kind of controlling the thing. Yeah. Would you be like, I feel good about it? You might be a little trepidatious. Would you be like, I'm not I haven't, you're like, I don't know. I think you, you put your trust in the hands of the director True. and the yeah. people in control and you assume safety because right. you're on a fucking movie set and everyone's signing off everything. And you know, there's lawyers around. There's like all like the idea of being on a set like this, especially even in 1983, there must've been people everywhere. People of authority, studio executives. This is a high profile film that is a part of a high-profile TV franchise. In the Valley. And we're in California. Yeah. We're not, like, in a remote not, area. Like, you're of like, of course it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think you'd be like, of course it's going to be okay. And you'd be like, put me in the film. Here's my headshot. Exactly. And he's like, we don't need you. Are like, you Vietnamese looking yeah. at all? No. I, you're like, I can be. And you're like, yeah. no, we can't. Like, no, we have to We have to overextend our authority and murder some people today. And he's like, so excuse me. Can you babysit my son Max, though? That's what he'd say. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, Max is... Uh, <laughs> 
actually, could you loan Max like seven thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah. That's what we could have you do. Yeah, this is uh, my side, my flash sideways. Uh, so uh, uh, John Landis and uh, four other men working on the film, special effects guy, helicopter mm-hmm. pilot, um, were charged with involuntary manslaughter, right? Okay, and that yeah. is pretty legit. Wait, um, did you say John Landis in there? I did. Yeah. Okay. Including good. John Landis. Okay. They put his name first. Oh, finally. And I, I'm also going to go, I feel like, I don't know why I feel like I need to go on record, because I don't think John Landis is happy about this or want to, this. There, I don't think there's any like thing where John Landis is like, so what, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Just to say that I don't think that he's, there's no benefit for him for this to happen, even if he's the worst person on earth. It's terrible, actually. It's, it's it, awful. It ruins his, th- even if he's the most heartless person on earth. It ruins the thing. Yeah, but also it is kind of up to him and it, the production manager. But every set I've ever been on, there's always been safety, like security, like people around who are specifically assessing the situation for precautions, safety, and consistencies. Again, this is 1983, so that's probably not as existent. But I think it was in a lot of cases, especially with small kids and labor laws with children. Like, that's kind of his responsibility, the producer's responsibility to make sure that exists. Especially when the scene is two-thirds children, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, according to a 1987 New York Times, uh, it was the first time a film director faced criminal charges for the events while making a movie. Uh-huh. During the trial, the defense said the crash was an accident, couldn't have been predicted, and the prosecution claimed that Landis and his crew had been reckless and violated laws yes. regarding child actors. Regulations about their working conditions and hours, probably true. Yeah, absolutely. he's like, you get to work with John Landis, and they're like, and, but we'll never sleep. Uh, the emotional. There was a ten month trial. They acquitted yeah. all five defendants. Oh my god! Wait. Families of the three victims filed lawsuits against Landis, Warner Brothers, and Twilight Zone co director and producer Steven Spielberg. Mm, and even they, the Spielberg is in this. They settled for undisclosed amounts. Want to take a little break? Yes. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me, switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Tech. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Jamie, host of Murderish, a true crime podcast that provides a 3D look at gripping murder cases from beginning to end. You'll get to know the victims and perpetrators, how their worlds collided, and what went down during trial. I also share some of my own personal experiences, like the time a stranger came into my bedroom at night. Yeah, that really happened and I walk you through all the details of that terrifying night. Have you ever wanted to be a fly on the wall during a murder trial? You'll get that opportunity on Murderish, as I share my experience being a jury foreman on a first-degree murder trial. Search Murderish in your favorite podcatcher app, hit subscribe, and start binging. And remember, 
Listening to this podcast doesn't make you a murderer. It just means you're murder-ish. Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Weird Wednesday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. Listen to That's Weird on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on social media at That's Weirdcast. Okay. And we're back. We are back. Patreon.com slash Ghost Town Pod. <laughs> Bonus episodes... We got them. We have one about a ghost train. Oh, shit. It's nice. Oh, my God. Two bonus episodes a month. It helps us with our editing and other costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, message us on Instagram at yeah. Ghost Town Pod. Please. And we had a woman recently message us and talk about her ghostly experiences. She sent us photos of uh, this orb that was on her shirt during this one visitation. We would love any of that. We eat that up. So please, any photographic evidence of anything, you with a weird spot on your face, you with a dark shadow, you with a chill, I don't care. I want you to send me pics. (laughs) Interesting pitch. Yeah. Also, we have a a YouTube channel, which we sometimes will just put episodes on and then sometimes just for some random videos. So just look up Ghost Town Podcast on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, it helps. Yeah. Thumbs up some of the things. Yeah, my vlog, yeah. Alive and Well. Yeah, so um, help us out with that. Exactly. And very exciting. So, Jason and I have been working on the show for a long time. Uh, it's called Brain Games. Jason has been featured on it heavily. I can attest to that. Yeah, well, I was I, uh, like at D23, the Disney thing. Uh, yeah. You saw my butt, right? I did. I saw your back, whole back. Yeah. Back and butt. Yeah. And calves. Yeah. Ooh. And heels. Ooh. All of it. Yeah. All of it I saw. Nice. Uh, so we were at D23. Uh, I am a producer on the show called Brain Games, which we've talked about a little bit because I believe I've been um, sleep deprived since January working on it. But it's a really good show. It's really fun. Again, Jason's on it. Um, so much fun. It was There's trailers out too. There's trailers. It's- I tweeted on my Twitter, which is Jason underscore Horton, if you mm-hmm. want to check it out real quick. It's the trailer's pretty exciting, I have to say, but it the show is out on December 1st on Nat Geo, and then it will also be on Disney+. Plus. So please, if you want to keep us going, watching the show is a way to help us to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Although, also subscribe to Patreon, please. Yeah, you might see me in some episodes being probably pretty awkward. Yeah. It, uh, that's pretty much you, it, right? It's pretty on brand. It's, so it's, it's, it's not out of Jason's wheelhouse. He didn't have to... He's not doing Shakespeare here. No. You're going to see the Jason you know and love. With maybe some celebrities? Maybe some celebs, yeah. even. Yeah, two celebs. Yeah, and then maybe they think that we aren't... Jason just... interacting with two celebrities? Yeah. And who? which ones are that? You're going to find out. You're going to find out. Come, I can't tell you yet because we're not December, yet. Yeah, come December, yeah. Come December. Yeah. I don't, don't want do that. that. You no. don't want that. Just watch. So you want to get like surprises? No, not really. Oh, mm. well, okay. Right. Jesus. You want to get back into it? Let's get back into it. John Landis. <laughs> I want to stick it to him some more, if that's yeah. okay. So his relationship with Steven Spielberg was really soured after that. No shit. Uh, and he really, like his, you know what I want to do? What? Will you allow me to do something? This is something that I want to do. Please. I want to go down the John Landis uh, discography, <laughs> please. Filmography, great. Uh, he's got some albums. He's got Movie some. Uh, yeah. and I want to see. I want you to see where 
things this, went wrong. Yeah, I want to see impacted him. Yeah, because yeah. this is the one thing that I did. And also, how much do you think they settled for in court? Out of court, in an undisclosed amount, oh. millions, right? I mean, probably 80, John Landis 83? signed pictures up the wazoo. I yeah, just a lot of glossy headshots, glossies. Yeah, um, a producer credit on the movie. Oh so here, let me let me just uh, let's go into. I'm not, I'm not going to do the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Actually, in 1977, the Kentucky Fried movie. Ever seen the Kentucky oh, Fried movie? I actually love that movie. Yeah, it's it's really misogynistic. It could never ever come it's out really, now. But I remember watching it in high school yeah. and thinking it was hilarious. He, it is a very, very good, I, I believe very, I don't, see, like, I don't know what to call it. It's a very ahead of its time in the sense of satire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a sketch comedy. It's kind of a, yeah, it's a fun sketch comedy, a little bit gross out, a little bit like character based. Racist. Kind of, yeah, oh, definitely. God, I, have, I should watch that again or should I? I don't know. Uh, so we have that, Blues Brothers. Okay, heard of which, that. Which is very popular. I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but I know a lot of people are. Yeah. People are like, you don't like Blues uh, Brothers? I just of, don't like comedy. A lot of white men, a lot of yeah. aging white men who are lacking relevance love Blues Brothers. Ouch. You can quote me on that. <laughs> we just did. American <laughs> Werewolf, Werewolf in London. Hell kind of a yeah. classic, yeah. Oh my God, Warren Zevon too. Ooh, that soundtrack is sick. I mean, Trading Places. Oh, that's a good, that's I mean. That's a pretty solid. It's hard to, so directed those. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1983's Twilight Zone, the movie. Yep, we talked about that. Director, producer, writer. Okay, so across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Muppets Take Manhattan, only an actor in it. So I'm not even counting that. Wow. Okay, Spies Like Us, which I did like, he was a director. I don't think I've seen that. I saw it in the theater. Three Amigos, <laughs> uh, director. Okay. Amazon Women on the Moon, which is another Kentucky really? Fried movie. It's an, it's an 80s oh, Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, interesting. I mean, Three movie. Amigos is huge, yeah. too. Um, okay, Coming to America. Yeah, big. Big, right. Uh how about a little movie, oh, Oscar with uh, Sylvester Stallone? Oh, I don't see that. Not good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how about Innocent Blood in 1992? Nope. Mm. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Okay. The least okay. Okay. <laughs> enjoyed one. But at least I'm like, I, that's on my radar. Uh, the Stupids? Nope. Uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, and these are just ones that he's directed. Susan's Plan? Stop. Apparently a lot of actor roles. Mm-hmm. Burke and Hare in 2010. Nobody cares. And executive producer on I Hate Kids, except my own. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually like disturbingly bad. So do you see there is a, like a bit of a like a, and then a big decline? Yeah, I would say Three Amigos and even like Blues Brothers two, 3000 or 2000, 2000 or whatever. Uh, you know. I'm thinking of Andre 3000. Um, <laughs> different, different. But uh, he has these little like little... You know, bumps and then downhill. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, no a little cameo play, can save you. A little, a little play in the TV realm in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dream on, which was I remember that. I don't remember. Uh, Weird Science, a TV show, The Stand. No, he was mm-hmm. an actor in that one. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids of the TV show. Yeah, I thought he also directed that. The movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Did he not? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. And uh, he directed some episodes of Psych. It's one of those shows, Psych is like Suits or yeah. Burn Notice. I was like, it's you don't like know what it's about. Totally. Nobody cares. It still is on because there's some weird, dedicated group of people who are like Psych heads. Uh, and the last thing he directed in 2012 for TV was Franklin and Bash. Wow, I knew a writer on that show. Hold your applause. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. He might, his trajectory might be better than John Landis's. So mm. do you see kind yeah. of what... You see. 
You see when And I wonder happened. how much of that had played into it. I'm it's sure like of it. John, you murdered involuntarily manslaughtered children. Yeah. Sometimes it haunts me when I don't return a pen to the bank teller at the bank. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this haunts him probably all the time. Or or is he so insulated that he's And I'm not saying he doesn't feel bad like no, he doesn't his feel son, bad. his son probably takes a lot of his stress yeah. off of the plate yeah. of killing three people. He's like he's like yeah, this is pretty bad. He's like, yeah, but daddy, at least I didn't kill three people. He's like, no, this is worse, man. Yeah, you got a lot of think sad. pieces on you. Oh, man, yeah. You're getting of, hit but it's, pretty. It's interesting that he never made a statement, though, on this. Like a public No, nope, never, never. Uh, it, it felt guilty that, you know, he was the one in the helm of what, like, of what happened overall, mm-hmm. but not, like, the the result of it. Yeah. Not his fault. Man. But, I mean, if you're the director, so producer. F- yeah. It's that guy's... It, it is nobody like I blame him fully for this. This is not the this is the culture of movie making, the culture of entertainment, the culture of being a director. I'm sure he was a fucking asshole. Like I blame everything. I blame the the blood of these people are on this guy's hands. Sorry. That's Do just, you now uh, would because sometimes you know listen directors in the you know that kill it in the '80s times change. They don't really keep up. Do you think mm-hmm. his career would have been any? different had he been like you know listen i'm owning up to this this is my i think so i mean i can't say for that time period um but i think had he broken that wall of like impenetrable auteur and been like i am deeply like apologizing to the fam publicly apologizing to the family of these people that's a really powerful thing you know i know like the money and all that shit but that doesn't really matter i think i think for a lot of people who have done something bad in entertainment the the thing that is scariest to them is losing their power and credibility. It's not yeah. money, you know. Yeah, no, so when easy. someone can kind of humble themselves and be like, "I take full ownership," you see that all the time. Like all of these people who've done awful mm. things, like to humble themselves and take ownership is the the worst thing that in their own privileged minds they can do. Yeah, and it doesn't. I'll get off my soapbox now. Perfect timing. <laughs> 